the city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. Yes, this is Joseph Zacker. We are here at episode 205. Uh, we're going to call this one Shooting Blanks for Very Obvious Reasons. You're like, well, he said it. I said it. Uh, yeah, we're going to cover that. We're going to cover previews, playoff status, because we're in the final, what, nine games. So we're going to talk about that a little bit as well. But before we can get into the mix, welcome back, Tony. Welcome back, Bam. Tony, how are you doing tonight? doing pretty well like i said just frustrated is the word of the day like i said with you guys <laughs> yes without a doubt uh and bam how are you doing sir yeah doing all right been an interesting week to say the least right so what are you writing are you the one that's doing all the writing what's going on man uh it's been ridiculous like we've got protests <laughs> at the moment in the city over um, construction workers being told they have to have the vaccine to work on construction sites. So they've shut down the construction industry for two weeks now. We had a 5.8 earthquake hit us. I felt it, it woke me up the other morning. Mind you, it was like 9 o'clock in the morning. I should have been awake anyway, but it woke me up. Are, are you sure you don't live in California? That's are what I sure? said. <laughs> like, I guess, dude, we brought California to you, I guess. Wow, that's wild, man. Yeah, but so you're vaccinated. I'm partially vaccinated. Yep, yep. Had the first shot. So, but yeah, the process. So today's a public today's a public holiday for my state as well because we've got the AFL Grand Final tomorrow. So the day before we get a public holiday because why not? Dude, could you imagine getting a holiday for the Super Bowl? Like that's that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Well, the New South Wales has had it for the because they had the Rugby League Grand Final next week on the Sunday night. They have the public holiday the Monday. Ah, okay. Huh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Like they have a hangover holiday and the others have a travel holiday. Good stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. Love it. So, no worse for wear. You're surviving the riots, the earthquakes, and potential flooding i don't know what else could hit you at this point so that's good things i know tony over there he's he's recovering from from another another tough uh match but i know he's dialed in as well and tonight i didn't want to dwell too much on the last one because honestly if we look in the rearview mirror the whole time we're, we're gonna miss the playoffs we can't we can't stick with that stuff and just keep harping about the same thing over and over again. So we'll just go at it tonight and then we'll talk about the more important things, which is of course the next match, playoff status. We'll look at the crazy stats from 538, playoffstatus.com. Like we'll, we'll get into this stuff. We'll have fun with it. Talk about the guys we got to chase and pass. Yeah, the real deal stuff that's that that's happening. So without any more delay, let's get into the Portland match and get this thing over with, right? Uh, so going into the match, I think we were all pre feeling pretty good. We had a bunch of travelers heading from Austin to, to Portland to go make some noise. The numbers look strong for the 3252 going into it. So we knew that we're going to give our, our, our all for this one, right? No doubt about that. Question is, what kind of team was going to be fielded from our side, right? There are some injuries that we're still dealing with, some issues at hand. So that being said right uh the lineup was as follows you had romero back in goal no question so they maybe we signed a new guy he's gonna have to wait to transition 
there it is. Uh, in the, the D, basically, you went back to having your three central defender setup of Fall, Mario, Ibiaga. And then you had your wings, wing backs, whatever you want to call them, shifting all over the place. In this case, you had Edwards on the left and Kim Moon Juan on the right. What does that do? Well, it's your central mid. What's going to happen there? In this case, Cristosomo got the start, Janela got the start. And Sifuentes took more of the central attacking midfield role, which left Rodriguez and Arango up front. So that was our setup. It's not too shocking, to be honest. Uh, Maybe Bryce Duke could have been in the conversation to get a starting role this match. But we weren't too surprised with what we saw in this lineup, really. So going into it, we knew we're going to press high from the outside. Things would be more stable in the mid. Right, Chris is not you know, the most offensive-minded guy in the world. Neither is Janela, so maybe just stability would win the day. Well, Portland's approach, of course, was to counter that. Bam, what did they throw out at us? Uh, they decided to throw out, obviously, Steve Clark in goals. Um, ben Riken, uh, Mabiala, Zuperic, Bravo. You had uh, Paredes, the Chara brothers, as always. Um, Blanco, Asprella, and Mora as the starting lineup. We almost got that perfect in the predictions, didn't we? Yep. You're too <laughs> good at the predictions. You're too good. I got it this time, man. It was like, I think man for man. Check that one out. Um, so, yeah, I you know, they, they in ways are pre- predictable, but that's what's working for them right now. And they're not doing so bad. So going into this match, we knew it was going to be tough going in there. We've always had a little bit of heartbreak. And let the games begin. So, Tony, run a play. What was your impressions in that first half? How are things breaking down? I was going to speed run everything, but honestly, it was just like, uh, literally, it was just bang, bang for every ball we should have finished. And we got punished for not finishing, like, right off the bat. The only one that, like, there could have been a penalty called in the in the like the first thirteen seconds with a pull, but again, that's hearsay. They said they reviewed it, but how much should they review it? You know, it's like I said, MLS is MLS, and yeah, honestly, it's just we. Luckily, we were playing well enough to get it back, but it's not not what we should have had. It would have been right. Ballgame. So. So in this case, you know, the back and forth, it looked like our shape was good. It looked like we were producing. Things were being created by our side. From the run of play, it looked like this was our game to win. This was our bad boy. We were going to get this. It, it looked right. The problem is we can't finish. And 21st minute, right back from one of our terrible misses, and we're getting into that later. Why? You know, uh, Espria counter on a counter catches us. That simple. We get a little bit farther down the line, 27th minute. We get an interesting penalty call mm-hmm. that Arango puts away. Uh, guys, what was your impression on that penalty? Was it? Was it not? It was. Pen. 100% pen. Right? Uh, arms arms up. It's wiped yeah. up like that. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Dude, and he broke off the wall as well, and the ball goes right where he breaks off from. And, oh, by the way, there's the chicken wing. Yeah. So, Yeah. Clear cut. They can complain all they want. We go into the half 1-1, but definitely have to be a little bit angry knowing that it should have been 2-0. Should have been because the goal never happens if we don't if we don't miss that. Now, Tony, do you want to break down how that miss occurred? Or bam, you actually have something you want to show off tonight, right? He has a new toy. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let him feature at this time so he can show his new toy. 
just bring uh, it up. Like, right? me, I was like, so I'm not telling you, Bam's got it. Okay, Bam. Everyone that listens it. to the podcast right now, stop it. Go to the YouTube. Tony, play by play. Yeah. Play by play. No, I don't even want to do this play by play because it just it frustrated me literally like banging the couch. It's literally uh, Chicho literally so has a. Mm-hmm. I was like, go for it. I was going to say, Chicho had a beautiful ball. B-Rod has a touch on it and just shanks it into the fucking field goal. Like, he's playing yeah. for fucking... I don't even think Portland has... I don't think Portland has a football team, actually. So that's why. He's like, he's trying to audition for a football team that's no longer... Like, Chicho takes it with a perfect stride on a perfect ball. He, defender misses, and he just has the first touch, touches it perfectly, and then just shanks it. I don't... I. I like literally B Rod knows he fucked up. Chicho didn't even want to even talk to him after that because, like, who would want to talk to him? Like, you miss an opportunity. Like, now I, I, I realize that, it, you know, that's the old infield for the baseball stadium that they're currently playing. Uh, it was a proper pop up or foul ball out to the out mm-hmm. to their supporters, and it probably cleared most of their supporters. I don't know when it landed. I mean, seriously, uh, it, it, it felt like he was trying to get that nice high near post fire off like he did against the galaxy get something pretty again and he just flubbed it flubbed it uh and so it brought us all back to those memories of of b-rod past <laughs> right and go well i guess lightning doesn't strike twice in the same place which happens to be the goal uh and so there we go again uh we get through the first half it's done we got the draw it's okay we can keep moving play continues <sighs> to me, the run of play was similar. It was good for us. We were structured. Things were okay. It seemed like it was just a matter of time. I not, At no point did I really have that feel like, oh, they're going to burn us. Like, it, Did you guys get the impression from the run of play that we were going to possibly lose this thing? No, we, we came out hot. Like We almost had the, like they announced as the goal of the year from Sifu. You know what I mean? Just a little bit to the right, in. But again. Yeah, dude. That was embarrassing for Clark because he, he does get caught a lot that way. Yeah. But, uh, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we get into about the 68th minute. Bam, did you record that one as well? Yeah, I did, unfortunately. So here we go. All right. So I'll give it back to Bam again. And so Bam's going <sighs> to throw it and you'll see what happened next. And it's okay. Don't cry, everybody. Now, I'm going to say this. The first pass from Edwards absolute brilliant yes so here we go a good turn a great pass from edwards arango being arango right slots it easy finish except it wasn't one sifu just completely flubbed the shot i don't know what he was going for on that one and i'm really surprised he didn't just go across the grain and hammer it i'm really surprised that he really wanted to kind of finesse it into the far post rather than just doing what he does best and just getting everything on it. It was unfortunate. Uh, but of course what happens right after that is, is the story. Cause it was almost poetic, right? We miss one. They come right back yet again. And ugly goal. Like, like l- let's, let's be real. Uh, they break us out on the left side. They bring the ball in. I think it hits three people in the process and finally gets to one of their guys. And it's an easy, easy finish. Slop. Both of their goals, let's be real, were slop goals. They weren't pretty. They weren't, you know, one was clanking off the crossbar. 
uh, on a play that I think half the side thought the ball was going to keep rolling. I don't know. It was just odd. And so two junk goals cost us this thing. Six to eighth minute, we're down. We don't get back into it. There are some chances, but it just doesn't equate to much of anything. So here we are in the same thing we've talked about a million times over. We miss opportunities. We miss too many opportunities. It's getting to the point of being ridiculous. Uh, looking at stats, right? We had eight shots off target, three on target on the day. I guess one of those is a penalty, right? Mm-hmm. So you had two on target for the day. Uh, the other guys, five off, five on. So, you know, you just look at the chances right there. The expected goal situation, we had 2.32 unexpected goals because they were freaking obvious. Uh, and they had one, 1.4, because, again, it was busted deflection play. That's what happened, guys. Uh, unfortunate, but if you don't take your chances, this is this is what you pay. So, bam, thoughts on the match itself? At halftime, I was happy. thought we'd play some good football. They got a lucky goal. We obviously should have been up. Second half, again, just shooting blanks. We just couldn't hit the target, couldn't do what we could. Again, their second goal was another shambles and just frustrating. That's the best way to say it It was frustrating. Yeah, because it just wasn't ugly. It wasn't like we just got beat. It was like off of everybody. Like it just terrible, terrible. So, Tony... I know you're shaking your head. You want you want to throw in, throw in, man. Go for it. It was just, like I said after the the first half again frustrated just because of the missed goal by B Rod. Of course, it's first half we can come back from it, so it's nothing too concerning about in the first place. Okay, let's move forward. Uh, coming off, come on a hot, great, and then I don't know. I feel like we got lost. In the uh, in the transition or something, but it's just like the both goals were pinballs at the end of the day, and we get another pinball goal, and no one's in place. It feels like everyone was lost. And then luckily, luckily we got there was it would have been three one. Luckily, but luckily we got called back for offsides, and it was just a frustrating game. We should have had that again. It's there's there's no there's no excuses at the end of the day we were on on run we were had them you know what i mean they didn't ha- they were lucky and that's again that's football luck sometimes wins out games but we should have three or one i'll take one but we should have at least three we should have had three but we, we should have walked away with one but we walked away with nothing yeah, uh, wasted. You know, and the other things that stood out to me in this match was the blessing situation. He clearly he wasn't healthy to play. <laughs> oh, yeah. It showed yeah, on the so. field. He wasn't the same blessing, and he had issues out there. So that was kind of a rush situation on a, on a plastic pitch. Um, Palacios's sub wasn't very effective at the end of the day. I didn't get much from him on the day. Uh, Musovsky, you know, does Musovsky things. That's fine, but he didn't didn't get the chances needed either. So on the day, we had our chances to take it over in the first half. We didn't. We had a chance to take it in the second half. We didn't. And now we're here sitting in a situation that's not going to be good for us. And so 
We'll talk about the playoffs right now, but let's jump into the reactions from everybody else out there. I see Jason uh, Lemus is on there talking about the chicken wing PK, no doubt about that. Uh, also impressed by the pass by Chicho to B-Rod right before that horrible miss. Carlos C. Uh, says the ball took a funky bounce off the turf right before Rodriguez takes the shot. It looks like he misjudged the bounce. Yeah. And you got to figure he's got so much time. Maybe you should have slowed up on the play anyways and then just slaughtered it in like something, right? Something. But yeah. Uh, Mark Lopez also brought up ball control. It looked worst on the turf. Yeah. If you notice the ball bounces like a lot on their turf, even when you're dribbling, it's just little bounces going on. It's so inconsistent. They got to get rid of that shit. Just, it's the worst. It, it's it's terrible, and at least like in the NWSL, they've called that for the final. And what's beautiful is the players have all openly said this is a joke. This field is a joke, and haven't held back. So, uh, shout out to the ladies for for stepping up and saying it. Where the MLS players seem to have no courage in this moment. We need to hear more about it. It's 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 jacking people up. It's not good. It's not professional. I don't, I don't get you, it. You're, you're playing in what the league wants to be one of the biggest leagues in the world. Let's be honest. The MLS wanted to become one of the big leagues in the world. How mm-hmm. can you have it so you're going from turf, plastic, real grass, plastic, real grass, plastic, back and forth, especially for Portland themselves? If you want to be a, yeah. you've got rain up there. Yeah. You, can grow, you can grow grass up there. Yeah. And they're watering the plastic before the game. So they obviously have water access inside the stadium. So you could do something about this. They're watering plastic, people. I just don't get it. And if if you really want to have some synthetic to, like, help with drainage because you're worried about that, I mean, there's teams like Manchester United that has, like, a synthetic mix field, right? Mm -hmm. So you have some consistency, but the grass is still there at the end of the day. Like there's style, there's a design, there's designs out there that big teams are using that has a little bit of that to save you in the water, save with the drainage. If you're concerned about all the rain that you get, it's out there if you're willing to spend it, but obviously they're being cheap up there. Let's be real, right? It's cheap. They don't want to pay it. Stick with this ugly little field and da- damage people's careers. Sad, really sad stuff, but forget them. We've got a bigger, bigger fish to fry. Let's jump on what, what else we got going here. Uh, yeah, Jason also agreed. Jason Lemus also agreed. Pinball effect. Uh, Mark Lopez, I like lots of games this season. Should have been better. Could have been worse. Yeah, I mean, you know, things happen. Uh, Carlos C., both of Portland goals were lucky. Uh, balls landed right in their players off deflections. Yeah, but, you know, the way I see it is the situation never occurs if you got the job done in the first place. And that that needs to be the story. Like, you own it. The mistake was the miss in the first place. Well, it's not even that. It's like they finished it. You know what I mean? They had their opportunities and finished the opportunity. It doesn't matter if it's like at the same time. They were there and they finished it. We're there. We can't. Simple. Yeah. Uh, Carlos, he feels like the team is snake bit this season. In some cases, yes. In some cases, you know, luck is something that you generate. It really is. You can't get lucky in situations unless you put yourself in situations. That, that That's, you know, put a ball in a place that can be a pinball. Get into the mix. Do those things. Do those little things that create luck in many cases. We're just not, not there. It's not happening yeah. yet. Uh, some, I mean, we had a good string before this match. There was there was signs of life there, that's for sure. But, yeah, this one was a rough one to take. Uh, 
Jason Lima says, didn't like how the subs went down in this game. Duke could have subbed in sooner. As for Blessing, still nursing injury could have been kept on the bench. Yeah, I didn't. It didn't make sense to me. It seemed like from the first minute he was on that field, there was something not right with him. And so, yeah, he could have rested this one. I mean, we're going to end up with the, vic- the, the, the game we had in the first place. Like, it, should we have taken the chance? Probably not. But that's that. And then Jason also tosses in. They invested more in adding 5,000 seats than fixing their own pitch. Yeah, ticket sales, not quality of game. Not quality of game. So, uh, yeah, you'll see a lot in MLS where it's it's kind of like, how do we make more money rather than how do we make the league more fair or make the comp- competition better? It, it's happened a lot. And we'll talk about it as we get into, like, club and community news because there's some weird stuff that popped up this week. So there's that. Hey, Marvin's jo- – hey, Marvin, we missed you, man. There he is. Uh, it says, we need Vela and Atuesta on the field. Let's see what uh, Mitchie offers on the wing. He needs to compete with Rayo for the winger start. Interesting. Interesting. And Carlos C. Can't believe how much Portland complained about the fouling when they were the ones who made into such an ugly. Every game they're physical. You want an ugly physical game. If you want to look at ugly and physical, go check out uh, Savarese's history as a player. (laughs) His style of play as a coach is pretty much like the history of him as a player. Hard nose, getting into it, never letting down. Like that, that's just his vibe. So it's not a shock. It's just we're one of those few teams that can at times give it back, especially against them because there's bad blood. We will give it back. So of course they didn't like it. The crybabies anyway. We knew that mm-hmm. already. So uh that's our reactions. Thank you guys for everything that you threw out there. We're gonna move on now to club and community news. Tony, what have you got for us in this department today? I was like, do we just jump into the the announcement of BAM's favorite league? Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> so if, like we posted earlier, so like we posted them when it first came out and everything. Um, the League Cup is now an official World Cup tournament for just Mexico, just MLS in Mexico. So they're going to have all and Canada the and Canada. Canada's in oh, there yeah. too. Yeah, Canada's yeah. in there too. Even their even their teams, like their Canadian First Division or whatever, or just the MLS. Canadian? No, just their MLS sides. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was going to say I was like, uh... so pretty much what we just saw, as you saw that Lyon won the most recent one. And pretty much was a it was a pretty it was a good game up until the second half, and then it just kind of got blown out after that. But so the implications of this is there's money involved. It's literally it's money. At the end of the day, there's not it's nothing going to help the leagues. This is their way of not combining the leagues. Remember, there was talk about combining the leagues a while ago, but this is the perfect way for them not to do it. So in other words, the best way to say it is win this cup, round of 16 automatically. And if you're second, you just get in to the the uh, CCL. And if I think you get third, you also get into the CCL. So there's probably going to be a third game match as well. The only good thing besides round of 16, I guess, if we win it, is the away days. That's going to be the only good thing about it. Well, and, and I guess they're saying it's going to be kind of clustered, right? Like a host city will do multiple games. I guess that's potential. Not everybody so, flying well, everywhere all the time. From what, what I'm, yeah, from what I've been hearing, you won't be going to Leon away. It will be, oh, you're playing Leon in Vegas. Oh, you're playing in Vegas. Yeah. 
Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yep, that's what dang. I've been hearing. So yeah, to me, so, to, me, so, to me personally, it's a joke. It's a joke. Mm-hmm. Guess who the host cities are going to be? Let me see. Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Dallas, Vegas, Chicago, Atlanta, probably. Atlanta. Right. Orlando. Maybe New England gets one if they get lucky. Uh, yeah, big stadiums that can make a lot of money. Right, and and that's pretty much what it is. How many Mexican stadiums are going to even be involved in this? I'm thinking maybe Azteca, Monterrey, maybe, <laughs> maybe Guadalajara. That, yeah. That's it. You also, get two is from what I've been reading is it's more of a way to increase the awareness of the Liga MXs in the US. So they want to try and get all those teams playing in the US rather than playing at home. I, I feel like I most. More, yeah, go for it. Go for it. I was gonna say I think most people know who the Liga MX is. Like, especially especially in California, like the the Southwest and some of New York know about Liga MX. So it's like, and Chicago. So it's just like I don't know how this will broaden their horizons. Maybe internationally, because MLS does have like some Europeans watching our league, but. I don't know. So quite literally, I'll just say this right now. There are more people in the United States that know more about Liga Mekis than they know about MLS. Like, it's not even a hard thing to say, right? Liga Mekis has better brand awareness in the United States than MLS does. Without a doubt. There are more followers. The TV ratings are there. It's better supported than MLS in this country. You bring a big team up here, you sell out big stadiums. Not many in MLS could do that, right? But you could definitely do it with Liga Mekis side. So to me, it's the cash grab. The, what the one thing like it's cool. You want to have a, a a nice little tournament here, take a break for it. Cool, but you know what? Grow up and take a break for World Cup qualifiers as well. Yes. Go please. and take a break for the things that count. Right. You know, add in this madness, and now maybe a two-year World Cup cycle. Like, when do the players actually get a rest, and and when are we actually going to see full rosters in MLS league games? Because there's always something going on. It's a little crazy, guys. I don't, you know, long. It's cool in the short term. The first tournament might might be great, but I think we're going to get tired of it real quick because of so much going on. Especially if the two-year cycle happens in the World Cup, which we can talk about that now. You know, I'll I'll be dead set against that forever. But same. Yeah, so, I want that. Go for it. Because every second year having the Euros is perfect. It's Euros, mm-hmm. two years, World Cup, two years, Euros. It's perfect setup. So why would... And, and then Olympics kind of shoves itself in there too, right? They all kind of have their place. And so nobody's really clashing with each other. Everybody's making money. It's all good things. I, You know, it's weird if FIFA to even want to jack it all up. But here we are, you know, crazy. So that's that. Uh, so to me, I think the bigger thing, and you're all here for the real reason why you want to be here, is to talk about the playoff hunt. So let's do that. So right now we are sitting outside looking in. We are quite literally walking the line, okay? Trying to get into the playoffs. Not quite there. It ain't happening yet. We're kind of, yeah, just, just again, hovering, hovering, hovering. So we sit in eighth place. We have 33 points. You need to get in the seventh place. Thankfully, that would be Minnesota. They're only one point ahead of us right now. That's it. Negative two goal differential. That helps us as well. What does hurt us, though, is they have one less game to, or one more game to play than us. They got a game in hand on us. That, that does hurt. And you're like, okay, well, 
that's great with Minnesota. Well, who else are we chasing? Well, that would be Real Salt Lake. They're at 36 points. Thing is, they have a better goal differential than us. Even though we've beaten them three times, they seem to like goal differential better. So there's that. Uh, above them is Portland. Yeah, yeah, as you could have caught Portland, but now they're sitting at 37 points. That one almost looks like almost possibly a bridge too far as things shake out. Uh, and then Galaxy are fourth with 38 points, but you know how bad they're playing. They could be start, starting to drop. So, yeah, uh, third place, 44 points. Yeah, that's a pipe dream not happening. So we got to possibly can get all the way to fourth place, fifth place, maybe right. But sixth and seventh look much more doable. Now, looking at the stats, looking at what 538 <coughs> is saying, I was like a little surprised. They still put us really high strength-wise when they talk about club strength. Uh, they actually make us like, in terms of their mathematics, still the strongest, highest end side, even though we're not performing. Uh, they are predicting where we stand right now. We have a 72% chance of making the playoffs according to 538. But again, it's weighted over club, uh, club strength, revenue, what you're paying for players. That all goes into their dynamics, right? It, it does. So strength of club is really high in ours. It's kind of too high, I think especially with injuries and stuff happening, but it's there. And so they're giving us that the more dire one, of course, comes from playoffstats.com. That one's kind of trippy. So they're only giving us a 30. Now again, I just tell you the way the numbers work for them. It is purely math, current points, looking at everybody's schedules, the dynamics of all of it. They put us at only a 38% chance. Yeah, I said that a 38% chance of making the playoffs. Okay. Uh, the teams we're chasing, of course, would be RSL in Minnesota. They're putting RSL at a 77% chance to qualify and Minnesota at a 71% chance. Yeah. Uh, Timbers 81, Galaxy 83 to qualify. All right. So they're a little more dire. They're taking a little more seriously. 538 still believing in the talent to carry us through. Okay. The numbers are the numbers. There they are. You have kind of two separate polls that look very different, right? One feels all rosy, but honestly, I wouldn't weight it like that. Uh, I think playoff status is probably more accurate because of run of form. I mean, that is what it is. Uh, and so putting it 38 is legit. You know, it was a lot higher. I think it was like 56 or 7% going into the game against Portland. So things are getting real now. We don't have many games left. So that that's the real situation. Uh, Tony, what's your vibe? Do you, you think it's more accurate than this? And should we be panicking at this point? No panic just yet, just because we have nine games and all the teams that we are facing are are in the playoff hunt, so we have a chance to like to battle to move up and move backwards or whatever we want to do. But we have a fighting champ. It's not left to oh, we need Seattle or like our uh, SKC to beat anybody. So we, we still have in control until it gets down to the five games. Then I'll start worrying a little bit more. And then of course, then you have to like, then we have to start watching other games. Cause if I know most, most of us only watch LAFC for MLS and stuff like that. But if you're not watching the other games, just to see instead of that, it's kind of, you should you should just so you know what the run of form of everybody else is even even though we will yeah. give you that but just so you know firsthand of like what we're going up against moving forward and also what we're going to up against moving playoff wise too. There it is. 
So, you know, looking at the schedule that's left, uh, San Jose, then we play Portland again in our house, then we travel to Carson, then we host San Jose, then we go to Dallas, then we go to Minnesota, Seattle comes here, Vancouver comes here, and our last day we're on the road in Colorado, which Colorado's looked pretty darn strong this year. Uh, they look dialed in. They're, we're not going to catch them. They, what, they're like third place. It's, and they haven't lost. I think they've lost maybe, what, four games this year? Yeah. They tie a lot, but they don't lose. So if you're looking for three points on November 7th, it's going to be a hard ask. Right? That's going to be tough. Vancouver, we know we can beat them. They've beaten us, but we know we can beat them. Seattle, hard ask. Minnesota, that one could be your deal breaker right there. If you can take them out on the road, then it looks really good going into, what, three games to go in the season. So that, to me, the Minnesota game, if you're traveling to it, thank you for doing so. They need all the help they can get. That is your make or break because that's the team that's going to be hovering around where we're at. That's your duel right there. You don't mm -hmm. get a chance to play RSL. They've they're done, but you got max points from them anyway. So yeah, Dallas, a beatable team. San Jose, twice beatable in both cases. Even when we lost the last time, but let's be real, we should beat them. Galaxy, we've never beaten them in their house. We'd have to make history to get points out of that game, at least three points out of that game. And then mm -hmm. Portland at home, we play well against Portland at home. So mixed bag. Bam, what do you think? To me, the Colorado game end of, end of the season is a good shot for us. If they already secured their playoff spot, why risk your your best players getting that yellow card, getting that mm -hmm. injury? I can see them risking a few players. If they're playing us, who may or may not make the playoffs, depending on the results, I can see them going. Do we need to put this guy out there? Nah, sit him on the bench. There is no chance in hell they don't start Mark Anthony K. Oh, he, he'll start. Yeah. Yeah, he'll start. But yeah. I'm talking about some of the other players who. Like Price, maybe. Sydney. Yeah. Would you risk him if you're guaranteed playoffs? He's had a great season. Give him a week off. You yeah, got players I, you know, that it's... are on four yellow cards. You're going to put them in there with them getting a yellow card? Yeah, but you could be the alternate. Is kill this team off because we don't want to play them in the playoffs. Right? Because at that point in the season, if we're fighting for the last two playoff spots, who would we likely be playing? Either Colorado or Carson or, you know. So, they could kill us there and not have to deal with us in a playoff game. They'll take it darn serious if that's... If you can eliminate LAFC from the playoffs, you're going to do it. You're going to do everything you can to do it because it's one less threat. One less threat. So it's tough. And, you know, that, that day, November 7th, is going to be just insane because you know we all play at the same time, right? It's going to be this this nuts, chaotic thing. And you could see a swing of three teams either way. It's at 2 o'clock. It's going to be an entertaining day. That's for sure, good or bad. We will be, I think, we'll be in the hunt that day. I don't know where we're going to be sitting, but it's going to be so tight that you could be in all the way up to, like, sixth spot, or you could be out. On a one day game, on a one game situation, so I get the thirty eight percent, or sorry, yeah, thirty eight percent. It's hard to say that. Uh, I get it because of the schedule ahead and the teams with who they're playing and how everybody in the West is kind of playing each other. So things are going to go wash and not a lot of movement could occur. 
because of the tighter schedule. I see where they're at on that and how movement is going to be hard. But you have the teams ahead of you. You know they're there. And you have that one big moment against Minnesota on October 3rd that could really be your make-or-break day. Right? Go get your airline tickets. Lock it in. Go to the game. Make it happen. If you can make it, you can make it. That'd be good. Uh, So that's... Yeah, that's it uh, for playoff probabilities. Bam, final takes on that one? Um, Yeah, no, I agree completely. Also, like as we were saying before, just keep an eye on other games. Like, keep an eye on Vancouver. Right? <laughs> they're, be- they're behind us, but they got a game in hand, three points behind. Got goal difference there. Like, Quakes, three points behind, same amount of games. We play them twice. This is big games for them. Huh. Yeah, no, they, they, it's have, all make or break for everybody. Everyone's chasing, right? Right? Yeah. If you're Tony, doing final work, thought. Go for it, Ben. Finish up. If you're doing, doing housework, just put the game on in the background. Keep checking in. Go, all right, that's the score. Do that. There it is. There it is. Uh, Good stuff, man. Tony? It's just going to be a tough, like I said, it's going to be a tough road for those nice games. We're going to have to, like I said, uh, like Jason said, just scoreboard watch pretty much the best you can. I was looking like I was looking on Sunday for the Colorado game because I might just be there. I have family out there, so it's a little bit of an easier trip for me. So, but that's, I've been talking to a couple people. That's going to be a game that we have to beat. Like I've never done an away game. And this might be my first away game, and it's going to be the most stressful away game ever is the best way to say it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's one hell of a way to do it. I remember I went to Kansas City for Decision Day, uh, what, like our first first season. Yeah. Um, And that was insanely cool. The only problem is our our result didn't go the way it was because of a red card. Um, But it's still the the experience of being in the stadium and you're hearing the scores and what are they doing? What are they doing? it's super cool being on site because there's a mystery to it. People pulling out phones, trying to figure out where the scores are at. They're announcing it at times. Like you're seeing this, your scoreboard watching it's, it is, you know, on TV, it's great. Right. You see, but in person where you, that mystery's there and you're singing and you're doing everything you can for your side. Like, yeah, those two way days are going to be nuts. Like just Minnesota and Colorado, like those are the most important way days we have outside of course, kicking Carson's ass uh, playoff implications though. Those two probably even mean, mean even more. So yes, it's going to be tough. Uh, looking at some comments, there's some comments cause there were some playoff talk on the comments. So uh, let's see. Like Marvin says, incredibly bad for us on that uh, scoreboard watching from Jason Lemus. November the 7th is definitely a tough road game. I like to see them win at Carson FC Dallas away. Uh, definitely tricky. You don't know when Dallas shows up. Yeah. And they've had a change in leadership. So yeah, you're right. We don't know. We're dealing with a wounded animal animal. Marvin Chavez mentality now should be every game. Now is a final. If you lose one game, it's like you lost a final. There isn't anybody we should lose to. You're right. <sighs> Mark Lopez, if you had to choose, beat the Galaxy or make the playoffs. I'm not going to choose. I'm going to say you have to beat the Galaxy to make the playoffs. Yep. You need both. Mm -hmm. You need both. Yeah. 
Carlos says, Carlos, he says, it's going to be tough stretch for sure with all the injuries piling up and no one coming back from those injuries, right? You don't have the replacements you'd, you'd like to have. And I'll want our club to avoid ending the se- in the seventh seed and to avoid facing Seattle, even Kansas City right off the bat. It, well, yeah, none of them are going to win the supporter shield. That's pretty obvious. So the curse doesn't help us there either. So, yeah, I don't want to play him either. I'm with you on that. We, we got to get above the seventh seed. Of course, then it would be Colorado who's got four losses on the year. So, <laughs> fun. Yeah. No, you're in it now. You're in it now. I'm really, really, really praying for a four versus five against Carson at this point. Yep. Like, that to me would be the ultimate, like, our chance to do it again and knock him out because we have a tendency to knock them out of competitions. That's when we beat them is when it really counts the most. So yes, I want those guys for a knockout round match. That's me. Uh, Marvin Chavez. I want the hardest teams first. Well, you got to play them anyway. So good thought on that. Yeah. Not some underdog that's going to park the bus, which none of them will this year. And we're, we're that team. That's the underdog. So I'll take care of the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Different. I would love to see mm-hmm. us knock Seattle out in the Western Conference final in their home stadium like they did to us. Yes. See how their fans see how their fans react. With us screaming like crazy people up top and still being louder than them. Yes. Yes. I haven't done road trips this year. A lot of it's because of COVID um, and family. That's number one. Uh, and school and all that stuff. But playoffs, yeah, if it's one we can get to, I'm going. We can get in there. I'm, I, yeah, that's that's where I want to do it. So, all right. I didn't select any of you guys for the Vinyl Club Minutes. I'll Did you? It. I have it. I, I could do it. one, too. I, I think we all too. three have one. So yeah. I'll let Tony begin. Tony, your choice today. All right. So... I remember when I first started why I wanted to do San Jose and it was just an actually a good one. I just do the band just because any of their albums are really good. Los Tigres del Norte are from San Jose. For most of you people who don't know that, because I know some people who never went up, most people think they're from Mexico and stuff like that. They're actually from San Jose. So honestly, it's one of the, like, I don't think I have to explain who they are and I don't have to explain how no. good their music is. It's it's good drinking music. It's good depressing music. It's good any kind of music that you need it for. So that's where I'll put my uh, my uh, vinyl pick of the day. I like it. I like it. Good stuff. By the way, they have really good hair. I'll admit that. Oh, especially. Yeah, I wonder how he the keeps streak. So, Yeah, the streak, but Dude, it looks it's, so it's, nice. When I age to that kind of perfection, that's a hope, right? There it is. Uh, (laughs) It's cool. It's cool. Uh, Bam, you had a choice too. Give yours, man. So this band, the genre is Gypsy Punk from New York called Gogo Bordello. I'm going their their album, Transcontinental Hustle. Because when we go to, what song in there? Immigrata, we're coming rougher. Mm. Whenever we, we go to Quakes, we bring it. And we always bring it harder and harder from last time. To me, that's the song you got to play as you're going up there. Dude, that's, that song is so beautifully intense. 
It just, yep. it just, dude, I, yeah, Google Bordello is like, if you guys haven't listened to those dudes, like, oh man, Gypsy Punk is cool. Super cool. Yeah. Really. Gypsy Punk's like, man, I know that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I found out about, about them one day walking through my, when I was living at my grandma's house, had MTV playing and they had the, them live at AM Rock Ring going. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, wow. these guys seem cool. And just by chance. Dude, you got lucky. That's a show, man. That's good stuff. Uh, yeah, it, any anything from them, just just throw it out there, let it rip. It's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. So good choice. I was gonna just take the nostalgic route. Uh, Nirvana, never mind. Thirtieth anniversary, pretty Ooh. much this week. So uh, that was the one I was gonna go with, and you know, pick a song. Like, yeah, pick a song, guys, because that's next to impossible to pick what's best on that album. Uh, I'm just, you know, you're looking at the list and you're like, there's nothing like, like, there's no weakness. It's all strong. It's all beautiful things. Just listen to it. If you haven't, I don't know what rock you live under. So there was my choice. But band to me, the vibe for this week, <laughs> that dude, that is a beautiful vibe. The location, Tony, you got that down. But now I'm going to go listen to Gogo Bradello because freaking Bam got me in the mood now. Thank you. <laughs> Good stuff. Love it. All right. So with that hard mindset as as our supporters head up there. Yes, sir. Before before we move on, uh, a little bit of Rossi watch. Oh, yeah. If you don't mind. So he's played two games this week since the champ, the Europa League game. He was a halftime sub in a 2-0 loss to Istanbul Basker here. And then mm-hmm. this morning, he played for 60 minutes in a 2-1 win against... Granit Sapor, and he uh-huh. had a beautiful assist in this what second minute. Yeah, that was a pinpoint assist. Arcing pass, dude. Yeah. Now the next game Ooh. is away to Hatsapor, which will be six a.m. Sunday your time. Ooh. Okay. So it's there. It's there. Yeah. I'm going to Disneyland. <laughs> Sorry, but I'm going to Disneyland. But gosh. <laughs> If you guys want to see the goal, it's on our story. We posted it on our story of that goal the whole way, celebration, everything. So, yeah, there it is. And with the way he's playing, we need a new DP next year. Oh That's yeah, cool. well yeah, the sale's happening. It's done, done deal. He's earned his his role there. There's no question. He's done. That's fine. You know, I, I look back looking at the standings right now and go, could you have imagined if Rosie was sold on time? B Rod got out on that deal. We're sitting with two new DPs this season and probably still get a Rongo in the process because obviously he's been a target for a while. We're not having the the 538 or playoffstatus.com conversation. We're talking about what seed we are, and there's no question about it. Right? But here we are. Right? Reality is in front of us. We got to take care of business. Uh, which also will bring us to the preview. But I do want to say, Tony, you, do you know of any of the viewing parties going on this weekend? Uh, TSG at Beer, Beer Garden, yeah. Beer Garden, Koreatown, um, Cuervo's, uh, Barney's Beanery in Burbank, Lucky's at Lucky Baldwin's, um, Black Army is, let me look at the place because it's a new spot for us. Border X Brewing, right? Yep. There you go. Thank you. Hey. Border X we're exploring and that's all i got for viewing parties for the moment there's there's still more coming out like i said um i think i'll start posting on our story so you guys can know 
of course, everyone else posts about them anyways. If you're not following all the other SGs, we all do. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but I'll post them so just in case if you guys don't, if you want to see where everything's at. Um, yeah. That's about it. Uh, Pretty sure Empire will be a Rowdies, right? I mean, that's yeah. the standard now. So check it out, guys. Everyone's got one this weekend. And uh, safe travels to everyone, of course, on the trip. Uh, that won't be at our viewing parties. We'll actually be in the stadium harassing the uh, toilet paper TIFO ultras. Uh, yeah, have fun with those guys. Take your yeah, microphones. See, they hate those. Yeah, yeah. Go see Mike D. Mike D. Yeah. In the house. In the and house. If you, so if you want, yeah. you can go retweet and like San Jose to win a free ticket for them because they're giving them away right now at the moment because they don't want to give it to us. But you can win it from them. Or if, if you like getting blocked, comment on one of the supporter pages. They love that. Well, one group likes to block everybody. It's fun stuff. Fun stuff. <laughs> Uh, so let's move on to the San Jose setup. Uh, yeah, Tony, you looked into the background. How are they doing this season? So overall, they're seven, nine, and nine. Not the greatest, not the worst, but again, they they beaten us. So now they've gotten that monkey off their shoulder. So so they're 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 more confident going against us again. Um, run a form. It's the same thing as always. It's a rival game. As no matter what we no matter as much as we've been on top of it, at the end of the day, it's like they're they're gonna come after us. They want to beat us. It's it's like a chip on their shoulders that they don't win against us. And when they finally did, you saw how they celebrated it. So they want that again. Um, but since then, they've been two, three, and two. So they haven't. They've been blowing out. They they took one. We'll we'll talk about it later. But they got. They they were gifted a win. I don't know how that happened, but that's what we might have to go against. So I think that's a good segue for uh, Bam's even, last yeah. match for San Jose. Good segue, sir. So, Bam, what happened in this eventful match against Austin? Wow, what a game that was! She <laughs> <laughs> was uh, wake up in time to watch it. So I was watching in bed. It was a 4-3 win to Quakes against Austin, at Austin, and just some of the highlights to run through. Six minute, uh, Austin hit the lead, crossed from ring to Djeti, which is saved, and the follow-up from Derisi is just amazing. He, they just didn't stop following the ball. 17 minute, uh, Lopez equalizes for um, the Quakes, from a corner kick, he was running away from the goal and headed it back in towards the goal. That was a good goal. 35th minute, Gallagher scores to make it 2-1 for Austin. Um, pass across the face of goal to ring. Um, from ring, sorry. And just a FIFA goal that one was. 45th minute. 45th Tony. minute. Put his hands up up there. Oh no! I was just like, as it's like Ole, like that's how I was like one of those <laughs> things. Now. Yeah, that's yeah, why I was yeah. saying. No, I don't have anything to say. I'm just more of a Ole. <laughs> In forty minute, forty fifth minute, um, Ring increases the lead from a shot from outside the eighteen yard box. It was a good shot that one. Yeah. Uh, so it goes in half time. Austin up three one. You're thinking Austin's going to run away with it. Comes into second half, forty ninth minute. Espinosa makes it 3-2. The pass that he received split the defense for a nice easy goal. 58th minute, Quakes make it 3-3. From a, so the way this goal came about 
It was a free kick to Quakes outside the 18 yard. They whip it in, handball, penalty. It was a blatant handball, that one. This is where things got spicy. So they, convert, <laughs> <laughs> they convert the the penalty. They run in to grab the ball, as you do. It's 3-3. You're, you got the momentum. You want to grab the ball. A awesome player gets knocked down inside the goal as he's trying to stop them from grabbing the ball. As they're running out, Stuva runs straight into one of the Quakes player, bowls him over. How Stuva stayed on the pitch, I don't know. Being the <laughs> being the third man in, I don't know how he stayed on the pitch. Even the commentary was like, how is he staying on the pitch? We don't know. Dude, he it was such a rush of blood to the head. Total chaos. Uh, it was. Yeah, there's a forearm, too, to take the guy out. Like, There's no question you get red carded for this nonsense. I can't help but think that the ref was too worried about the the dead player in the goal because uh, that dude got hammered. Uh, and so, you know what? If everybody's going to play crazy, you might as well just say, all right, it's a wash. Move on. Play, boys. So, exactly. Moving on to the 63rd minute, Lopez scores his second to make it 4-3 the Quakes. Now, this one, this is what attacking players should do. He shoots from outside the 18-yard, gets blocked by the keeper, bounces back out to him, He's got three defenders in front of him. Somehow gets around him and shoots again inside the 18-yard to score to make a 4-3. After Dude, that, you know who owned... Oh, but that was Stuver's mistake, right? Yep. Like, did you see him jump before the shot? It was, like, it was good. Doing? Yeah. As an attacker, you take that any day of the week. Yeah. After yeah. that, 65th minute, ring coughs his second yellow card to be sent off. 74th minute, uh, the Quakes goalkeeper actually had a great safe. Uh, he blocks the shot, bounces down, open play. Austin player grabs the ball again and was able to save it a second time from there. So that was a good little play. So that's the highlights from the game. Um, Field of the key stats. Possession. Austin were up 51-49. Shots, 15 apiece with Austin up 10-8 on, on target. Corners, 8 apiece. Crosses, Austin were up 15-9. Fouls. Um, Austin were up 17 to 10. Four yellow cards each and the one red card to ring, as we said. The ex- expected team goals for Austin was 2.78 and for the Quakes was 2.28. They almost doubled their expected goals. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Because they are opportunists. That's what that's they about. Were. They're opportunists. They do have guys that can finish in tight spaces. They do have guys that can finish. Be real. They do. They can be efficient in that stat. Uh, So, Tony, that being said, let's talk about these gentlemen who can finish in tight spaces and create problems for us. Who do you call the good, the bad, and the ugly in this moment? (laughs) They're forwards because they can finish. And and then they're going to take opportunities, especially against us. Um, That's going to be our our like thing to watch because at the moment in our form it's if there's any juggling any chaos in front of the goal those those forwards will finish it and put it in the back of the net um mm-hmm. the, the defense isn't the greatest as we saw so it's like we can honestly destroy them for that so it's going to be a it's going to be it's literally going to be can we shut down shut down there are mistakes in the back start playing stop just getting rid of it and making sure everyone's in the right position and then on top of that can we bully 
their defenders because that's all we have to do is bully and then they will collapse and we can get that goal differential that we need to hop over Real Salt Lake. Right. It's there. The potential is there. Um, <coughs> talking about systems, potential 11, this one's going to be a weird one. So, Bam, I'm going to put you on the spot. Who's missing from their lineup? I want to say it before I talk about the 11 because yeah. it actually has a huge impact on it. Well, from my research, they've only got one player injured, which is Brasano. He's out injured. That's the only one I could find. Mm -hmm. But they are missing two players for yellow card offenses. Okay. you got Eric Remedy out because he's got 11 yellow cards now. Damn. Damn. <laughs> so he, he misses one game for five, misses one game for eight, misses one game for 11. So he's up to his third game missing for yellow card offenses. Plus the Let me guess. He's from Argentina, right? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> pretty sure. Pretty yeah. sure. And the other big big one for him, which is this one's huge. For his fifth yellow card last game, Espinoza. He's having one heck of a year. Yeah. That hurts like that. Him. Yeah. So thank you, Bam, for the heads up. Uh, Ebubise, Ebobise, why do I mess up his name every time? Ebobise wasn't listed in the last match, but he's also not listed as being injured. So I'm assuming he's back. So I'll throw him into what I'm thinking they're going to do. Now, because of who's missing, those two players are essential to their lineup. There's never been a game where both of them are out at the same time. Look it up. So they're going to have to do some, a lineup they've never done before and, and really shift people around. So that being said, what do I know or what do I think? The Also, the tough part of, of predicting a San Jose side is, is Almeida loves to shuffle. He loves to shuffle. There's never the same lineup twice. It's it's kind of like a great show. It's it's There's randomness to every lineup that he throws out there. Outside of, you know, kissing Vela's ass, um, honestly, his lineups are just tooled all the time so this is what we should expect the one we know james marcinkowski will be in goal i don't mm -hmm. think there's any question unless he falls apart in training this week james marcinkowski should be in goal left back's pretty predictable that should be marcos lopez center back situation it's in between three players you have tanner beeson oswaldo alanis and nathan yeah one name nathan those are your three options at center back. Two are going to get the start. I think the last game was Beeson and Nathan. Um, and then before that, Alani's played with with Nathan, I believe. So maybe Nathan's your certain. It's between Beeson and Alanis. Okay. Yeah, I know. Shift around. Now, right back situation is going to be either Tommy Thompson or uh, Luciano Abacasis. Why do I mess up his name too? So I would think if he's healthy, then then Abacasis gets your start, right? He's an effective player, and Tommy Thompson is more of a of a in and out kind of reserve type. So Abacasis should get the start if he's healthy, but Tommy Thompson, don't be shocked if he's there. Defensive mid situation, because of so many players being out, especially their best defensive midfielder, it's probably gonna be Jackson Ewell and Judson. I know they like to play Jackson Ewell either on the wing or at your central attacking mid but he does play minutes in this role as well. And being so short, I think he'd be trusted in the role. So it's probably Jackson Ewell and J Judson. I'd take Judson on our team anytime. Uh, that guy is one heck of a defensive 
threat, you could say, troublemaker, you know? So that's what you're going to see there. Now, the wing situation, or let's say the outside mid, and even the central mid situation is going to be wild because all of these players have played each of those positions. Now, the guy I'm kind of thinking will be your center mid will probably be Javier Chofis Lopez, right? The star of the last match, your main offensive power, the guy just finds ways. I can't help but think that, yeah, he gets to start in the middle because otherwise it would be Yule and he'd be on the outside. Not happening this time. So then you're like, well, what happens next? Now, your left mid and right mid situation, these guys move around. You have Shea Salinas available, who tends to play on the right side. You have Cade Cowell available, who honestly I think will probably get a good chance at this. And then you have Carlos Fierro. Salinas and Fierro are kind of interchangeable on the right side, so it gets really interesting, and I think it's a battle between Salinas and Cade Cowell and who gets the left mid position. Right. You see, not a lot of stability here. There's movement. Center forward is even more fun. He's got three to choose from, potentially, that you would expect. It could be uh, Benjamin Kikanovich, which I believe he played the last game. You have Chris Wondolowski, right? And then there's Ibobase who didn't even dress last game. He wasn't listed anywhere. You have the three options to center forward, and Almeida doesn't mind shifting to either any of those guys. So mystery is the mystery. Okay, this is going to be a hard lineup to guess. There's some that we know are kind of certain. Honestly, I think if, if Ibobase is healthy, he gets it, and Wando comes in as super sub. I think that's what we're going to see. And uh, uh, Bam, what do you think for striker? Because that's the big question. It's a huge question. With them missing so many players, I can see them playing two strikers. To switch it up completely? Switch up completely. Yeah, because, ah, I mean, it's hard because Almeida seems to be in love with the four-one-four-one or the the four-two-three-one. Like, I think the last five games have been four, two, three, one. Like he's, yeah. it's become like his thing and it's system over player with him. So I, I, it's tough with him. It really is. If he goes with two, who do you think is going to the choice? I'm uh, going to say BC and um, the start for last game, Kirk. How do you pronounce oh, Kikanovic? Kikanovic, yeah. Okay. To me, to me. And who, who wonder, gets sacrificed in the mid? Player. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, that, that's a hard. I, one. I think Salinas. It's between Salinas and Cal. They're not going to see a game. The game, right? I mean that. That's what I would think. If that's the case, you're going two strikers. Yeah, so. it's, instead of instead of replacing um, Espinosa with a midfielder, replacing with the striker. Right, that makes sense. And then your midfield would just be Yule, Judson, Chofis, and Fierro. Okay. Three, four, three. Uh, it could be. Yeah, we'll see what they do. I'm still betting on the four, two, three, one, and they just cycle guys in and out, and that's how it is. Now, they do have some good options off the bench outside of guys that we mentioned already. Uh, Paul Marie, who I think is a defensive player, he gets minutes. Uh, you have Jack Scahan, he gets minutes too. And then the other guy that could find his way into the midfield because they're in a situation is uh, Andres Rios. He could get minutes in this because he's more of a holding player and they need to hold in this moment being short where they're at. So they have some, some interesting choices. That's for sure. It's a hard one to predict. Nothing new, but we know how they play. We've played them a million times. We know their approach no matter who he throws out there, right? 
always moving, always chasing, always pressing, everybody going everywhere to stay on you the whole time to force turnovers, right? That is their game, and then they hit you on the counters. Don't expect a slow buildup. No, it's going to be about the counterattacking game against us. Even in their own house, it's worked before. They think it'll work again, so don't be surprised by that one. I think the predictions and where we're at is going to be the bigger story. Who is available for LAFC? So I will throw this out for Tony. If you were going to make predictions, what would you throw out into this lineup? Who do you think is going to be in the back? What the, what, oh, first of all, what system do you think we're going with? The 4-3-3, the 5-3-2, a 4-2-3-1 potentially, since we've seen that lately? I say the five three, the five three two. To be honest, we've been with the players that we've had. We've we've benefited. It's just again, just finishing it. But that's going to be the the thing. It's going to be Chicho Rodriguez up front, easily. Um, I I okay. I want Duke to start. That would be my choice to be in the midfielder. He deserves it. He's shown that he's. He he needs to be there because it, honestly he's done mo- a lot more. Um, and then uh, again, we don't have a Tuesta yet. He's still still nursing that, so I don't think he's going to be traveling. So for anyone who thinking Tuesta is going to be back, he's still trying to get back into full form. So I wouldn't even put him for this one. So again, Sifu and um, uh, Janela has just defensive mix. We need all the defensives that we can. And then just the same lineup that we had moving forward, which was uh, Fall, uh, Moon. Who am I missing? What am I missing? Okay, uh, I could throw it out there. So, yeah. um, And throw it to Bam. Do you think it's the 5-3-2 as well, or do you think something else is thrown yeah. out there? Everything Tony's saying I'm agreeing with at the moment. Okay, so, so Tony, you're thinking that Romero's in goal. Mm-hmm, 100%. Mario, Ibiaga, and Fall are our are, are center back setup. Yeah. Okay. Uh, wing backs yet again, right? Exactly. Yeah. Do you think it's Edwards or Palacios on the left? I'm saying Edwards. Or Farfan and really mess us all up. <laughs> uh, I think I think Palacios gets to start just because we need to beat up. I, I would want Palacios just because he has more of a can run up there and disrupt that defense really well so um edwards love the dude and we we like him here because he's got the grid and stuff like that but he is a bull in the china store (laughs) you know what i mean he'll give you some good plays but he'll give you some bad plays so it's 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 looking back to the the last match we played there he was he was pretty wild out there yeah sure so yeah uh kim on the right for right wing back Mm mm-hmm yeah, so now it becomes that that nucleus, right? Your midfield. Uh, who are your two holding mids? Last time was Janela and Krista Somo. And, of course, <laughs> if Fuentes above them. So the question is, who, who comes out? I have my prediction for this, but I want to hear from Bam first. With Tony, Chris Moses out and Duke in. So Duke, okay. Janela, Sifu. I can see it. So like Sifu can push up play the attacking center and then talk with Duke if he needs a little bit of a break type thing. Okay. So Tony, are you in, you, you said you were in that same boat as well. You want to see Duke, Sifuentes, Janela? Yeah. That's like I said, because okay. Duke has the, the ability if you give him the chance and he's learning to be the next Atuesta because his deliverance has been really well. 
if he Atuas is there, you've seen what we've all seen what Atuas and Duke when they play together. It's like a beautiful like symphony playing there. Yeah, and and you know, I think if I'm agreeing with you guys, I think that's what we'll see. I, I honestly do think that's what we'll see. Um, I would think if that's the case, then Janela would play low, and both Sefuentes and Duke, you'd actually see them play a little higher. So it'll be a little different vibe, but they'd both get their 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 chances to pick out space up high, which would be almost it'd be pretty much like when Atuesta would be there with Latif and Sefuentes. So mm-hmm. It's gonna look like that. Yeah. But in this case, it's it's gonna be Duke and Sefuentes show pretty much. And then Latif again, I think we all saw he's injured. I don't think he plays in this one at all. No. Um no. up top any question? It's it's, it's going to be Rodriguez and Arango, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, Moose is their super sub. Edwards could be kind of a crazy sub to to just rough things up late in the game. So, if that's if that's how it sets up, but yeah, I think Palacios is due for the start because he hasn't started, right? He hasn't had the shot yet. So, yeah. Uh, which, yeah, I think that's a good call, guys. I think we're all in consensus here about what we're probably going to see out there. Uh, I, I don't doubt it for a second that's what it's going to be. I think it's strong as can be. Uh, so that may, being said, let's throw it out to the the fam out there, out of LAFC family and their comments. Uh, and so we're going to throw it. Oh, man, there's some wild comments. So we got to kind of <laughs> throw it back a bit here. Uh, there was some love from Carlos C for Los Tigos, still Norte. Uh, <laughs> any chance? So this is a good one. We'll say it right now. Jason Lima says, any chance Vela plays at all? So the news today was that he will not play. Uh, his next chance to play would be against the Galaxy. So, yeah, look down the line there. Uh, that that would be the potential return match, and we could talk for hours on that one. Uh, Jason also said uh, San Jose had a number of our number recently, Saturday, definitely a tough match. Need to put trophies on check. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Marvin Chavez, did you hear guys here? Almeida say he wishes he could coach Vela because he considers him one of the best players in the world. What do you think of Almeida as our coach next season? No, no, <laughs> I'll just no. Mm-mm. He's the guy. I know everybody loves Almeida. I get a lot of people do, dude. I'm sorry, but his system drives me nuts. I can't stand it. I don't like what he does. He's too much into matching what the other guys are doing and not enough about him dictating the play. It's all about kind of like a fear, like I have to press him because, and to me, it's just, I've seen his games will go like really good, but then you have these every three match disaster kind of situations because it's so hard to do it efficient, efficiently throughout a season. So for me, the system drives me nuts. I would, I don't want to. Yeah, the only way that, he's going to coach Vela is if he goes wherever Vela goes next year. <laughs> Which, Tony, you know about a rumor. You heard about a rumor about that, right? About Vela or... Well, well Guadalajara kind of conversation. Oh, yeah. Uh, rumor has it that uh, um, Almeida may be going back to Chivas, but under certain like conditions for him to go back. So in other words, I think he just, I think what Armeo wants is pretty much full control. So he can bring up his academy kids that he wants and do that whole system that he used to do with Chivas. But again, you know how it goes over there in Liga MX. It's like Vela's going to Monterrey next, next, next day. You know, yeah. you never know. So, but that, that one's a little bit more realistic just because it's, our male and the, the history and he's won something over there and Chivas hasn't been the greatest at the moment, but 
we'll see. And you know, he's he's blowing sweet nothings to to Vela to go with him, right? I mean, you well, he, bizarre world. Well, he was in Vela was in their academy, yeah. so it would be a homecoming. Exactly. So Rumorville, yeah, but yeah. that that would be the Almeida way. I heard guys talking about isn't this tampering if he's talking about a player the way the way he is? Yeah, it's inappropriate, that's for certain. I wouldn't call yeah. it tampering. I mean, he, there's no real mechanism for him to have control of Vela or even work. For, I, really, there is no mechanism. It, it's not happening. Uh, not here. Yeah, Mekis maybe, but not here. Uh, Carlos C, they're going to need to keep a close eye on trophies. Oh, yes. Uh, he's lighting it up right now. Dude, that guy is intense. I agree. He is he is the star right now. Uh, Jorge Ruvalcaba said, I think Almeida could be a good option for LAFC. So he's on the he's on in the camp or just thinking it could be a good option. Okay. Uh, Carlos, I don't expect to, to see Vela until after the international break. Interesting. Marvin Chavez threw out. They said Vela should be good for the Carson game. October 3rd at Twesta, questionable for next game. So might go in as a sub. Right. So he's on the men, but not quite. He's questionable. Uh, honestly, Vela's going to play Carson no matter what he's doing because they need to have the matchup. Right? Mm-hmm. Talking about the money. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be their one chance to play each other unless we play them in the playoffs. So there's that. Uh Carlos, I like Almeida, but I don't think a roster fits his system. They would need almost a complete roster overhaul if they hired him. Yes, and and he's not the kind of guy that just accepts the roster that he has. He'll go lose eight nothing to prove a point. I never want to see my team see what I, what happened to them against Seattle. Like I I don't know. I don't go there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Marvin Chavez says we need a pretty big overhaul. Now nah, there's going to be, I think there's, we all see the writing on the wall. Um, a, a triple replacement for DPs potentially, which is a huge overall. All, all, that's a big money overhaul already. Uh, we see a new young keeper coming in. We see some different opportunities. That's for sure. Um, Marvin says we are a mid table team for a while now. Uh, with the current situation where DPs aren't effective, yes, mm-hmm. effective DPs. That's the difference in this league. You get three good ones, you're Seattle. Yeah, because honestly, I'll, I'll take our players around your three stars. Like we have the deepest side. I think if they have three stars with what we have on our roster, we we smoke everybody, but we just don't have them. Uh, J- Carlos Cesar, mm-hmm. yes, ma'am. With the way. Um, B Rod's playing at the moment. He's completely different to what he was last year. I would keep him next year as a DP. Nah, I, I, I uh, if you if you can pay him down to Tam Gam fun, then that that's cool. You know, if you find a way to move the money around so it's cheaper, then it's fine. But I'd rather just go fresh. That's me, uh, Marvin Chavez. What do you say, Tony? Unless, I was gonna say unless he shows us something in the next nine games and playoffs, then he can keep his DD DP spot or whatever. But if he can get four goals in the next nine, we're gonna see him next year. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I think that's the magic number for mm-hmm. uh Marvin says, I think we need an overhaul, not a big one, but an overhaul. Yeah, no, there's there's definitely gonna be some changes. He's all up on the overhaul. There we go, Marvin. Okay, Alan Marquez. We played some of our worst football when we played versus San Jose last time. 
I'm hoping for a 3 0 win since San Jose have been leaking goals. They have, and, and we have the Arango show now, and he wasn't quite adjusted and he played them last time, and now he certainly is. Uh, they're not going to hold him back. He's going to get something. I think the streak continues for, for Arango. We'll just see what, what we can do. Marvin's potential lineup uh, Jamal in goal. Check him out. Uh, Fall, Moody, Ibiaga. Okay. And then outside you have Moon. And Palacios, okay. Sifu, Janela, Duke. We're in the same world there. So the big change for Marvin compared to us would be Jamal getting his first start with the club. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. To me, uh, and why he says, uh huh. Go, Bam. If you put it in, in Black Man, you can put Black Mon in as well. Just no, you, you just want the Black Man, Black Man thing. You were listening to the episode. That's, you just want, you just want Black Man, Black Man. You really want to put uh, Max Bretos through the paces, don't you? Yeah. Make you him really work. Do. Yeah, you're making work hard. There it is. Uh, Marvin's take on Romero. He hasn't been great. Good to know our options before playoffs, so we should play Jamal in case he has talent. Oh, I think we've taught. He has talent. There's no question. He's just never broken through where he takes hold of anything yet. He just hasn't quite got that moment. So here he is. And he's a monster. The pictures of Latif hiding behind him were hilarious. Just saying. They're hilarious. Uh, Carlos C. Two biggest issues I've seen these past two seasons is the lack of consistency along the back line. We haven't had three DPs producing on the field at the same time. I agree 100%. Uh, the DPs and MLS are the real story here. In terms of the back line, where we're getting killed is our outside backs. Right back or wing back, left back, left wing back. Dude, you can cross easily against us. The goal that we gave, the second goal we gave up against Portland, Kim Moon Hwang got beat. It's just that simple. He got beat on the outside. We're going to bring it in. This happens too much. The other game we lost to them up there it was the left side that time. We know where the weakness is at. We know where it needs to get better. And it's, it's trouble for us, for sure. I agree with you, Carlos. Uh, Carlos, so I guess the, the word overhaul could mean different things to different people, Marvin. Yeah, I mean, yeah, medium, heavy, well, you know, coach, general manager is like your heaviest, right? Like you're changing the culture. That's the overhaul of overhauls. Like a team that just got promoted into the, in the top division, right? Overhaul time. Let's move stuff around. Or when I got relegated. Big changes or a team that's like, well, you've got your aging stars leaving and now you have to bring in young, new talent. That's kind of us. We have an aging star. He's fading. Will he be back? We don't know. The big news would be Vela leaving, right? And someone coming in a new star. That would be a massive overhaul just because it's the star, the face of the club. He's the face of the club. If you make a change like that, anything that involves the movement of Vela is massive. It just is. Uh, Jason Lewis, how soon could we see, see Mitchie, the new guy, right? Oh, yeah. Our latest signing. Uh, you could see him as early as this week, guys. Honestly, um, I could see him coming in if we need something offensive. We need, you know, we need something more dynamic. I could see him come in. Do I see him starting? No, it just doesn't work that way. But, uh, uh yeah, go for it, Bam. I see him coming in. We're up for nil. 80th minute, take off Chicho and B-Rod, put him on there. Just give him some time. Yeah. Now, I, I will say this. Yes, he produces in USL, but so does Cal Jennings. So does Danny Masofsky. Okay. Uh, 
Uh, do I think he's a good signing for us? Actually, I do. I think he's a good move. Do I think he's going to be a game changer? No, I think he's going to be a reliable resource in the moment. That's what we have from him. I think you'll see reliable work off the bench, which is okay. We need we need reliable players right now. That's fine. That's perfectly fine. Uh, so, yeah, guys, thank you for the comments. I uh, don't see any new ones popping up. I think we've hit it right. oh uh, carlos this is a good one what happened to the kid from pachuca he's uh, mr miss Mati is yes on the mend right mm-hmm. yeah so there's that mm-hmm. he, he's like hurting at the moment or not hurting or injury at the moment so he's not getting any time he was doing really well like i said he's not he we would expected him but it's not timing is everything and he had the worst time he could have probably gotten called up but is what it is yeah he's on the bubble and that that's for sure i think by next season if if overhaul is occurring then he finds his way back into our squad i think that's the plan for him so we'll see uh marvin chavez says i want to see mitchy play asap So there it is. You, you're looking for for some things, feathers to ruffle. That's for sure. Uh, we'll see. I, I honestly, I think a substitution would make sense for him in this game. That would definitely keep people honest. That's for sure. Alan Marquez throws. Is El Masmati an LAFC player? No, he is not. He's an LA, He is a Vegas player, right on the take. Trains with mm-hmm. us, of course, every week, right? They're here at, at the center. But no, his paychecks are, are signed by by Vegas. Doesn't mean we don't have rights. We definitely have rights to him. So I think we have the discovery rights anyways. And you saw him talking about how he's an LAFC player, so the culture's already there. That's for sure. Good call on that, Alan. All right, so uh, the next question, Jason says, how do you guys feel about the about Christus, Christus Somo so far? I'm going to mess up his name every time. Uh, Chris Estomo. There it is. So my take on him is inconsistent at the moment. Uh, there are some times where he looks really good out there where he's doing things that I want to see from a player <laughs> movement-wise, but then decisions after the fact aren't quite there. Things are a little slow on the reaction. Uh, Bam, what's your take, sir? Yeah, I agree. Um, I can see why we signed him. But it just needs a little bit more coaching, and I reckon with the players around him, he will get better. Tony, he just needs to work on his timing. That's the best way to say it. And I'm being nice. <laughs> they all know how I felt about him, but I know you were pretty. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, dude, I totally understood in the moment. No, no, no doubt. I mean, tough game, and he's in there, and he's not quite getting what we want from him. Yeah, he That's just got to work sure on the that. last game. Yeah, he just got to work on his timing. That's the whole thing. Like, in the heat of the moment, I he was not my favorite player because of his timing. And that's he just got to work on that. That's all it is. And, again, the only way you get that is by playing in-game mm-hmm. situations. So that's it's, it's raw, right? He's raw. He's not getting the minutes that you would need to get to that level. Unlike Duke, who's utilized his minutes, and he doesn't look raw when he's out there. He looks legit. He's doing what he's got to do. Uh, so... Yeah, Chris Asomo, don't be surprised if he's a sub in this game. Like, don't be shocked at all if he subs in late in this game. So, same with Edwards, same with the new guy. Uh, option Musowski, you know, that's another one. 
So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, so as is tradition on our show, thank you everyone for the comments today. Uh, we always do our final thoughts of the day. We talk about what we do, how we do, uh, what we what we expect on the day. So I think I had Bam lead off the last time. Mm-hmm. Right, Tony? So, so, Tony, my good man, you have the final thought. Uh, my final thought of the day is just um, we just got to get these points, and it's it's going to not change until we're in the playoffs and just keep supporting. Uh, just keep scoreboard watching so you know what's going on in the league. This is like this is honestly the best time to learn about our league as most of us we don't watch i know some people i've talked to some people and they don't they only watch the lafc play so they don't know about the other teams but this is what you sh- you should be watching so you get familiarized what we're playing against what we're working against how every system works and how other teams fail and not and do re- things right so just let's just get those three points be safe for the people traveling out there um I'll post some nice podcasts for you guys to listen to to lead up with because it's going to be a nice long drive up there for you guys. But have fun up there, and let's get those three points. There it is. Good stuff. All love to the supporters who travel. Without a doubt, you're the guys. You're the lifeblood for sure. For sure. Bam, my friend. Final thought of your day or this episode. Final thought of the day? Yeah. Um, yeah, again. Everyone that's going up there, whether you're flying up there, driving up there, there's 205 episodes to listen to. We've got some time. Have a, have a listen. Um, <laughs> to some of the people that are in, that are in at the moment, watching the news and all that kind of stuff, just be be nice to each other. You know, I've been seeing some stuff coming out of, from happening in America along the border and all that, that just, to me just doesn't seem right. There's another reason why I picked the song for today um just yeah be nice to each other help your fellow mate out when you get up to san jose show them why we bring it rougher every time love it love it thank you man exactly as immigrants get the job done right for that uh dude i honestly i mean if we want to go and talk about what's going on there yeah it just doesn't feel very american does it no that's for sure uh, yeah, I just, you know, with you, I demand a little bit of humanity, people. If you knew their names, you wouldn't act the way you do. That's for sure. So, uh, off the soapbox, back into the film, <laughs> I did it. Um, no, I mean, no, I'm, you know, my, my family came here as displaced persons. That's a nice word for refugees. So I have a different vibe, um, for sure when it comes to this stuff, but uh, that being said, with our amazing international side, guys from all over the world that, who play for us, uh, I expect a lot from them in this match. They have revenge on their mind. I know this. I know they're ready for this game. I know they're pissed about the last one. And when our guys come back from a loss like that, you see something. You see a spark. I expect a spark. I know it's going to happen, especially knowing that we're going to have good numbers up there from the supporters that will be singing down to them as well. They feel it. They know it. This, everybody, is the playoffs. Welcome to it. You're in it now. MLS might say the playoffs are coming. For LAFC, this is the playoffs. So as a supporter, do everything you can. Support your club. Wear your colors. This is the time you'll be the most intense. Treat this like it's playoff time. 
Get out there and do what you got to do. Go to the viewing parties. Get loud. If you're going to the game, get loud. Do it. Whenever we travel, wherever we are, get loud. Make it happen. Okay? We need you. This is the time when your team needs you the most. Not cutting down. Not not dwelling on, oh, I can't wait till this season's out. No. Now. We need it now. Make it good. And, of course, if you are traveling, be a good ambassador to the club. As always, we have a reputation for a reason. And I know... Those of you going up there, you're gonna you're gonna show it yet again. So, um, on that note, I think we're ready to call this one, episode two hundred five. Yeah, it's definitely in the books, gentlemen. Let's walk this one out on three. Stay cold and for listening to the Heart of LAFC. Make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Shoulder to shoulder, the black and gold is taking over. <laughs>